and welcome into Mustache Drinking Podcast. Andrew and Quinn here, as usual. No guest this week. It's a special Saturday night episode. You know, Saturday night's not your typical uh, a podcast primetime time to listen to a podcast, but uh, we've been... Yourself. We have no lives. <laughs> we've been oh, really busy these past two weeks with... Uh, life and uh andrew suddenly working 40 hours a week uh out of the blue so that's fun um, making it making money finally which is good, good news good Ooh. news but uh the podcast took a back seat to uh a number of things which we will not get into but quinn how you doing today i'm doing good how does it feel making money instead of just spending money to do a podcast for free <laughs> It feels fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Doing the podcast here for no money at all, obviously, for our one listener. And money, not a sponsor, <laughs> though we would accept it. We would accept some money. You just want to send it to any of our addresses, message us on Facebook. Uh, we accept all currency. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Quinn, we're just going to, this is just going to be a quick little kind of little review. We had a, a fun couple weeks talking about mixology with four different guests. That's a lot of different guests in a row and, you know, struggling to set those times up and, and figure out times to meet with people that aren't, you know, just two of us. Uh really put a different wrinkle into things. Scheduling someone outside of the two of us having to take that extra communication step is something that I didn't foresee as a problem, but it definitely was. Yeah, I'd say setting up four weeks of that was honestly kind of an achievement. <laughs> it was, had some certain challenges along the way, um, some reschedules even mid-recording, um, which, I mean, we worked it out and I'm happy with how it turned out. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, maybe someone will listen to it and enjoy it as well, but uh you know, we're, we're, we're doing okay. We have some people, we, we, we have some, some views follow in. We're up to 500 overall listens. So that's pretty cool. Uh, cool, even though, man. even though we do have like 25 episodes, so that's really just two, two listens an episode, but it's fine. It's fine. We're <laughs> <laughs> like five listens an episode or something, but it doesn't matter. Our first episode got up to like 80. Now we might break triple digits in like six years when someone finds a podcast and likes it. When, when we we're memed. When we get, have, have you listened to this awful pandemic podcast? <laughs> God, these guys were losers. They're just drinking in their houses alone. Of course, this is this is what would happen during a they pandemic. Didn't even have webcams to look at each other. <laughs> they're just talking at blank computer screens, reading nothing. Or maybe they're not even paying attention. Sometimes maybe they're just reading other shit while they're doing the podcast. <laughs> Oh God! I All right. Well, I think that's happened. I don't <laughs> think so. Let's hope not. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get on to the mixology a little bit. I I really liked that four part series. Quinn, did you think it went uh, it went well? I think so. I I really like how it kind of got rounded out at the end with Chris talking about you know the importance of confidence and experimentation in it and how that is 
honestly, the most important step to making the best cocktail you're going to ever have is you're going to make some sometimes that you just don't like, but it's the way you either figure out how to fix that thing or the lessons you take away that are the most important. Yeah. I think that's huge because you look at how, uh, you're going to get discouraged. I mean, even just talking about it when you guys were discussing the just do it, if you don't like it, throw it away. That that's hard for me. Like, I'm not going to go buy. I feel it's like I don't want to go buy, a, you know, maybe a ten dollar bottle, but like maybe like more expensive bottle like vodka infuse it and then, you know, hate it and be like, well, I have to suffer through this drink now, I guess. Oh, speaking of lessons on infusions. Uh, that papaya rum that I infused. Okay. Uh, so I decided to do an experiment and see if it was going to be shelf stable to sit outside of my fridge. Okay. Normally I keep it refrigerated. So it went from being kind of like a hazy clear. So not crystal clear, but a little bit of haze to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I probably didn't look at it for about a week and a half, two weeks. Walked by and it was dark brown. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Mold? No, no. I I did try it. It tastes okay. It doesn't taste wrong. It tastes more like papaya now. Hmm. Interesting. It doesn't have any vinegariness to it, but I am concerned. (laughs) I will monitor this situation and uh, we'll update you in about a week or two's time as to... uh, whether or not it has gone the way of, of the drain. But what, what happened? Are you, you have any, any idea? Uh, maybe some kind of oxidation that happened to it, but I really, the main things that go through my head is something is going wrong here. Um, I, I don't, I don't know honestly what, what happened. I would understand the color changing if, you know, heat was applied to it or, but room temperature, I mean, we, our apartment goes nowhere above 75 uh, at, at the most, depending on how high our neighbors have their heat set. Okay. Uh, that's, that's interesting because the only thing I can think of is mold, but it's not. So yeah, there's nothing growing on the top. I'm, <laughs> It's not forming a mother, so it's not turning into vinegar, which would be my other thought that some bacteria came in and it started to form a colony and start changing that alcohol into acid to create a vinegar. But that doesn't seem to be what's up. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So lessons next time, maybe (laughs) maybe keep it refrigerated is what I've learned. And also don't infuse with strawberry papaya because... Wait, it was strawberry papaya? It was strawberry papaya, I think. Hmm. Like I said, I looked up pictures of strawberry papaya and strawberry guava, and neither of them looked like the fruit that I used. (laughs) Where did you get the fruit again? I got the fruit at Coburn's grocery store. Uh Ah, and it said strawberry papaya. Yep, yep. I'm very Mm. certain it said strawberry papaya. Okay. Uh, It looked like the fruit itself looks more like a papaya than it does a guava. So I'm fairly certain it's not a guava. Uh, but it might be. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We're not sure. Okay. And I, is, it also good. had the weird effect of like, you took a 
a small nibble of it. Like we're talking like grain of rice size piece, great flavor. And then a minute later, your mouth would turn drier than the Sahara. And five minutes later, you were wishing that it was still just that dry. What? Yeah. Are you, right. Maybe you're allergic to it. I, I thought maybe that was the case too. And then my fiance had another piece about that size and the exact same thing happened to her. Like, it was just a feeling of like you swished cornstarch in your mouth, drying it out. Or like the flavor. It was just the driest thing on earth, uh, which I think I mentioned on the podcast when I was trying it. And that fortunately that disappeared with the alcohol. But I'm wondering, maybe there's some kind of starch content in there, which is reacting with the sugars and the alcohol, but that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. If there's any food chemists who are listening and know what the fuck I did, <laughs> let me know. Are you going to die? Is it going to kill you? Well, I haven't You're... died yet. When uh, was this? When did you try it? Uh, that was about a week ago. Okay, about a week ago. Um, so. so I would think that in a week I, I would would be dead if it was some kind of poisoning. Maybe it's the long game. Maybe. Maybe you should try a whole glass of it this time. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> we'll see. Feed it, feed it to your roommate. <laughs> Get a call from his, his mother. Your son's dead. What did you do? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Good thing the bottle's gone. Destroy the evidence. (laughs) Delete the podcast. (laughs) Oh, shit. The podcast is going to be published. Yeah, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I I like the infusions, too. It's, It's just an interesting thing that you wouldn't necessarily just kind of stumble upon in like a sense of you know beyond like jolly rancher vodka because that was something that like i did when i was like freshly 21 you know in college but But it's the exact same concept it's the same concept it's just you know thinking outside the box you know don't use candy it's gonna work i mean you you could use any candy you could make peppermint vodka out of peppermints but like you could is it good it's not as bad as you would expect. I used candy canes, called it candy cane vodka. Uh, it was pretty good around the holidays. Did the flavor transfer over correctly, or did it taste weird? Uh, it tasted like it tasted like fake candy cane. Candy cane is weird. fake. What do you mean? What but What is like, that sentence? Uh, I, I, like it was a candy cane extract you use that didn't quite taste like a regular candy cane. Interesting. Okay. It it was interesting. I mean, it worked really well in grasshoppers. So grasshoppers. Yeah. Peppermint grasshopper. I suppose. I suppose I that mean, would it's work. Made with creme de menthe. They're already yeah, mint flavored. But it's it's like it's a different mint. Right. It's a less sharp mint. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, anyways, yeah, like, so you're talking about like these infusions and, you know, you're going to try things when you're in college and, and stuff when you're younger that's kind of more crude or a candy or something like that. Maybe like, try to do bacon or chocolate or something, something weird. Ooh. But then you <laughs> then you come around to an herb. 
you know, putting cilantro, like I, th- I believe that was Chris that said that, putting yep. cilantro into there and then um, taking it out and then trying it like that. And it, it's all about this testing and the, the confidence to just do it or the, the lack thereof of caring, I should say. You just do it. And if it fails, well, whatever, just dump out the vodka or whatever you're using. But I, I think that we even pushed into ter- territories that I had never even considered, like, you know, infusing, infusing a gin, uh, which I hadn't thought of infusing a rum or a whiskey or something that has a strong flavor already that you might be able to add to or even uh, give it this extra layer of flavor that we considered as a novice drinker or even as an experienced uh, mixologist. Right. It's uh, infusions to me is all about just experimenting and doing something weird with it. Um, Ashley actually messaged me after our episode with Chris uh, because those two were talking. She told me about one of her friends did a sweet pea vodka. Oh, that sounds so bad. Um, which I think it would be really good so long as you only used like the peas of sugar snap peas and not the outer casing. Because that outer pea pod has a little bit of bitterness to it and isn't that sweet. Whereas the pea on the inside has tons of natural sugars and could actually be pretty good. Now, what the hell you would use that with? Vodka tonic, and I from there, I have no idea. <laughs> Bloody Mary, maybe? Something weird? Maybe I guess, yeah. If I drank put, those, that might sound put, good to me. Because you put everything green in a Bloody Mary, so... Right, a Bloody Mary can take everything, including the kitchen sink. Yeah, it 100. You can go back and listen to our Bloody Mary episode. You'll find out that the full yeah. fucking porterhouse. <laughs> and that's not even the most out there thing. Go back to that episode and just wait. <laughs> and here's your dinner, sir, on top of a Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, on top of tomato p- liquid thing. <laughs> your whole meal for your entire family. Even though you're Awkwardly the one who's going to drink above it. water. <laughs> Don't Be drop any. With that burger. there's just like a level of ballsiness to some of the things that are put on top of bloody marys with like the if we move a little bit wrong it's gonna get soggy the pizza could you imagine all the cheese leaking off into the oh the grease dripping off of it oh oh, gross that just adds to the bloody mary that's all part of the experience i'll I'll pass God. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, infusions is such a, a broad topic when you really start to get into it that, you know, trying stuff at home is going to be super easy. You know, you mentioned that you did the infusion. I said that I would try something and we, uh, one of my roommates got a lock top bottle of sangria and it was by the garbage. And I was like, what the hell is this? this is a nice bottle. We're not throwing this away. And we had literally just done that episode. And I was like, shit, I'm going to infuse some gin or something in here because a lock top bottle, you know, it'll have a air sealed. So yep. it'll be it's a good choice to make it in and because we have a bunch of mason jars, but I don't like mason jars. I'd rather do it in something else. And uh, I was like, shit. Yeah. And one of, my, the, one of my other roommates walked in and goes, you know, we were excuse me, we were going to do that. Keep it. But nobody could find a valid reason why we should keep it. So we threw it. We put it in the put it near the garbage. And I was like, oh, well, I have this reason. I want to infuse some of that cheap gin we have with something else, with like, you know, an herb or something like that. And they were like, oh, shit. Okay, good. You got a reason? You can keep it. You know, because you don't just want to keep random shit around because that's how you, this could become a hoarder. 
Yep. And um, I haven't yet. His office. <laughs> I haven't yet. But, you know, you we've talked a lot about infusions, but you're, we, I mean, Quinn, do you think I should put an herb in just to start? And do you put it in a bag or something? Or do you literally just put it in and then strain it out? I literally just put, so what I do is I have the bottle that I infuse in, which becomes the trash bottle. Oh, okay. Um, that's why mason jars are actually something that's kind of recommended because it's really easy to get the shit you put in the bottle out of the bottle. Yeah, okay. Um, but so like with the strawberry papaya, I cut that into like sticks, put that inside an old wine bottle that I had and a and the the rum bottle. And then transferred those out into something new. Um, but for the um, prickly pear ones, since that's such, it, it was something that was able to come out because it more turned into, for lack of a better term, a mush. Okay. Uh, because they're a fairly liquidy plant. That's where most of the moisture in it is. Um, I just poured that through a strainer into a bowl rinsed out my bottles and dried them out and poured it back in. Um, but I'd, I'd say if you're doing herbs, you can attach a couple of sprigs. If you want to take like um, a string and even tie it around that string and have it like a tea bag kind of oh, sit okay. over the edge, that might make it a lot easier to pull them out. Um, or you can even just keep them in there. They will continue to provide a little bit more flavor over time, but not a whole ton. And then it looks fancy. And just remind us the recommended amount of time you should leave it. Anything in, if you're going to take it out. A minimum of 24 hours would be my recommendation. Um, And taste it after 24 hours. Get an idea for how much flavor has been imparted. Because depending on what you're infusing, it's going to be a lot different. Like cucumbers, I say a day and a half to two days in vodka. Three days in gin. I like doing a little bit longer in gin just because gin has a flavor. And so I want more cucumber flavor to get imparted into it before I pull it out. Um, But like the prickly pear ones that I did, I had those infusing for close to a month, which is why they kind of turned into a syrupy alcohol which is why they live in my fridge because i'm afraid of what happens if they're not refrigerated (laughs) just i think that sugar level is too high to be stable uh, but not high enough to make itself stable again like a a simple syrup Uh, so i guess the the rule of thumb is at least 24 hours and then just a little taste like enough into a shot glass that you can take a sip and swish it. Not a okay. full shot. Cause you don't want to like go through your entire infusion before you get it nailed in. Um, I, I go probably less than a 10th of an ounce. Uh, another good trick to like tasting it is if you have a straw, like a reusable straw, stick the straw in, cap it with your finger and just get a tiny bit and, that's another way to do it. It's actually kind of the method that's used for testing whiskeys and wines in a barrel. Um, they, they don't 
which is a, a straw actually, but they use something to just pull a little bit out. Okay. Okay. This is all, all good stuff. Um, as we keep rolling on, we're, we're about done here. We're just reviewing a couple things. Like we said from our, from our, uh, last five or six episodes, but Quinn, what was your favorite part of the last five episodes? We were talking about mixology. Uh, it probably was talking about martinis. I would say, uh, with Adrian, I, that was just a really fun episode and to finally get a sort of definitive answer on what is and what isn't a martini. Um, we're even in that episode. I think we did stretch what a martini is because we allowed for a vodka martini to be a martini. Exactly. And I mean that, that we that's have to a, classify it as a vodka martini because it's not a, it's not a martini. It's a vodka right. martini. <laughs> right. Um, and so also I, I love Adrian's disdain for the pseudo teenies <laughs> and being called martinis, especially because it's all they have there <laughs> bar at, at an establishment like, at a nightclub that has three separate like bar establishments in it. And one of those is a martini lounge for fake martinis. <laughs> yeah. With pseudo teenies. Pseudo teenies. Yeah. Delicious. Oh God. No, you're right. That's that. It's I, I, I enjoyed that episode a lot too. I did. What because, was your favorite thing? Oh, I really liked talking to Joe to get our basics down because, you know, unlike you, I'm, I'm more of a beginner. I'm more of, I haven't tried around with them. I haven't done a lot of the things with alcohol that say you have tried, even you have tried and you're not even that far past beginner. Right. Uh, so it was really interesting to hear some of the things that, Joe, who worked as a mixologist for a relatively short amount of time, right? And uh, um, now is out of the game. But, you know, you talk about it's just the things that he thought you needed after being that that piece in, in a couple of shows and, and for maybe a year or two, I think he did it. And uh, it was just kind of interesting what you needed kind of stuff and what to compare that to what we talked about what you needed and you know we were pretty we were pretty close we we had some we had we did a very good job i think on the things that uh were incredibly important that you needed but what with me on the muddler issue yeah (laughs) yeah and i think something that i I found our bar spoon i it was in our it's in our like utility drawer we have a bar spoon um I don't know whose it is. It's one of the roommates. And I was like, oh, and I've used it like every time I make a drink, I use the bar spoon now. And every time I do, I think of Joe saying, well, it's fancy. You want You want to have the fancy bar. It looks cool when you're stirring. And I, like, right. Like there's no, nothing else not to wrong. it. He's right. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's a spoon and you spin it and it's got this whatever. It's just fun. Right. And it's just it's adding those layers of different things to when you're making a drink to enjoying making enjoying the process not just enjoying the making not just enjoying the drink you want to enjoy the process as well as enjoying the drink when you make it or not enjoying the drink and throwing it away and you get to enjoy the process some more of making another drink no i i felt like the episode we had with joe was probably the most actionable one that we had for listeners um whereas i think we got more into like think of Joe's episode maybe as like the algebra, the stuff you're probably going to use every day 
mm-hmm. and then we got into like trigonometry and calculus that you're maybe we'll Where try it was, it was more about the theory and like the understanding of it and focusing on concepts yeah rather than like the the hardcore these are the things so like this is what you need to take these steps and without these things those later episodes were just kind of like eh, i don't understand I, i'm not i don't have the things to do the thing <laughs> yeah no you're right and e- even looking at like making a basic martini which uh is gin vermouth and what else that's it right gin and vermouth gin and vermouth so that's just your basic but you have to know the correct uh percentages you have to know what part to what part to do this you have to know you you should really own a jigger to make that because it's going to be hard to get those parts right just pouring it in you know, in college, we yeah. talk, you, in college, you talk about kids, you know, the 50, 50, right. That's not a real drink. That's you pouring a bunch of alcohol in and trying to get fucked up. And, it, when, <laughs> and as fun as that was, then if you're 23 years older, less professional when you're at a business meeting, <laughs> if you're 23 or older, you know, that those hangovers hit a lot harder than they used to. <laughs> oh, they, they actually start to potentially exist. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when that bartender goes, do you want some water when you're 21? And you go, fuck no. Now you're like, yes. Yes, I will give me the rule of, of a glass of water per drink. And I'm going to be fine in the next morning. I might have a little bit of a headache. I'm great and be responsible and yeah. <laughs> because if you have a glass of water a drink you're probably still gonna get a little drunk but you're gonna wake up in the morning and your stomach's gonna hurt not your head (laughs) you're definitely gonna still probably get pretty drunk because that water's not gonna stop you from getting drunk it might slow down how fast you do because you gotta drink some water but it's gonna keep your brain from getting dehydrated and hurting like a son of a bitch in the morning because you went, hey, hey, you know that thing that is like 99 or 98% of your body and is really important to all life everywhere? Water? Yeah, we took that out of your thinking place. <laughs> yeah, no, mixology was a fun topic and uh Quinn, is there anything else you have to say on it? I didn't I didn't know how long this was going to go, but we're about 25 minutes right now. So is there anything else you want to hit on on Mixology before we close the book and maybe open it up a little bit later with something else? Um, I'd say when we're closing this chapter on, on Mixology that, you know, uh, any listeners who did, you know, experiment and make something, send us it. Uh, if it. And then let us know if it was a create, like a success or a failure. And, you know, Like I said at the start, I really just hope people kind of get the takeaway of trial and error and taking the only failure that's actually a failure is one that you don't learn anything from. Yeah, it's good advice. Do you have any kind of final takeaways for our listeners? Um, I mean, make some drinks. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend 
you know, going out and buying eight mason jars and infusing 17 different kinds of gins and vodkas and whiskeys right away. But like, I think, and I might be a little weird, but I've always had this affinity to like, want to be a bartender to like, want to be in this industry kind of thing. I've, I've kind of wanted to be a server since I was like 14 kind of thing. I like, I wanted to do that job, um, for a number of reasons, but now it's kind of like to the point where I'm like, Oh, I want to be a bartender. And in college I got to kind of, you know, live out that a little bit with making drinks for my friends. And when we, uh, when I had our friend that always made cream or, um, grasshoppers, that was like, Oh, he's making drinks for everyone. So like I can do that if I have the liquor and now like, you know, my grandparents, when they moved out of their house and sold their house, I, I took their liquor cabinet and I have a liquor cabinet now, which is really cool because I keep my um, stuff I use in it and I keep some liquor in it. And it's like, this is something that I would like to continue. And even though I have um, faced the demons of my history, my family line of, you know, a little bit of alcoholism here and there, uh, it's being aware of it and not drinking to get drunk. It's drinking to enjoy what you're drinking. And I think learning about that and learning about, you know, drinking to enjoy what you're drinking and making things that you like and kind of not caring about the preconceived notion of girl drinks, which we covered in episode two, which is so stupid. And, um, you know, like just being in the moment and going, I want to drink this because it tastes good. I want to make this because it tastes good. And just making shit like last year, uh, one of my roommates he would just make stuff. He'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I put this, 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 and this in it. Uh, it tastes okay. And then I try it and I'd be like, Oh, that's actually not that bad. How did you, what did you do? And he would always have simple syrup on hand and he would have grenadine and his other stuff. And I would take like flavor stuff from work whenever they were like getting rid of it. Like we got, had this blood orange mix that we used for a drink last year, uh, when I was working at that job and, uh, we got rid of like 20 bottles cause we, discontinued the drink (laughs) and they were just giving them away at work. So I grabbed two of them. I was like, fuck it. I'll bring them home. And we mixed them in things. And like, it was like, Oh, this is kind of good. This is not not good at all. This is okay. And then, you know, you dump a few drinks down the drain, but you try things, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, you can go listen to episode one and try to find flavor profiles or you can just start mixing stuff. (laughs) Do that. (laughs) I mean, also listen to episode one. Yeah, you haven't already. Hashtag episode one. Not a sponsor because it's us. I don't know. You're really pushing it this time. I am. I am. That joke is (laughs) has passed the dead horse level. I still like it, but good because it's not going anywhere. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) Quinn is old. Got it. Oh, yeah, just make drinks. Mistaken for being thirty-five. Oh, I 100% see that, and I apologize yeah, for saying that. Know me for a couple of years too. <laughs> like, oh, you're what? Like thirty-five? Just like, I'm, oh, I, I, my heart. Oh, oh, <laughs> ah, okay. Ooh, boy, that one's that that one stinks. <laughs> yeah, make drinks. I mean, Quinn, would you just go into your kitchen and start mixing stuff right now and then try it? Like, would would that be something that you would do? Um, yeah, depending more or less. I, I also have the issue. Like I have apprehension when I make some drinks, like the, I'm afraid it's just going to turn out bad or the, 
like the things that I'm just, I'm not willing to try doing. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is going to go poorly. And that's something that I have to overcome as well. Um, which was part of why in that first episode, I made a drink with Tang because, God damn it. Oh my God. It, I hate you. Still, I hate you. Delicious. No, it's like, a terrible drink. I looked at Tang the other day and I was like, I could make a Tango Maureen, <laughs> but I don't have any rosemary. Ugh. That would be really good. No. I You're try it. You're wrong. I can't. Try it. I will not stoop to the level to buying Tang. I would rather drink water. All right. I will send you Tang. God damn it. No. I will <laughs> mail you Tang. No. Get arrested. They're gonna think it's something else. <laughs> yeah, orange cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look out for this new tang we cocaine. Died. We dyed it so it doesn't look like cocaine. Oh, tang. <laughs> oh god damn it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad you've you've really pushed the boundaries. You have made a shitload of random drinks. I, I try to, and they're there have definitely been some failures there. Happens. <laughs> yep. But I, I think overall, more successes than failures. And that I feel like is kind of true for anyone who's experimenting. And so that's that's what you got to use to get over your fear of doing things is the, you know, it might not work out. But overall, most of the things I make are probably going to be pretty good. And some of them might be unexpectedly delicious. That's a great quote. That is a great quote. We are going to leave on that because I liked it so much. Guys, if you tried anything, if you made a drink, if you've tried something random, send it in, post it on our page, send it to us so we can post it on our page, post it in the comments of our, just get it on the internet, man. Take a picture of it. Tell us what you did. You don't have to tell us the parts because you might want to be like, oh, you might be professional bartender and you might have actually made a drink. But if you're just making stuff, let us know what it is. We maybe will try it. We've got a whole page here in our Discord that is just drinks we have to make, and we're never going to get through all of them. And they're just... But it's, we will put user ones <laughs> to the top. Yeah, but we will put yours on there, and we will make sure to see it. If anybody wants to know the drink ideas we have down, let us know, uh, the one of you that listens to us. And uh, Thank you for listening to our show. We're about 25 episodes in. This has been super fun. Sorry we're not uh, every week kind of thing. Sometimes we miss it, but that is what happens in life when you're just doing this on the side. Quinn, thank you. This has been a special Saturday night episode. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and we will be back this Thursday with an episode about rum. See ya. <laughs>